It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Money, 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 money. Quickly to Wall. Wall yeah! measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Here comes Pierce with five seconds left. Pierce with three. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Wizards Podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm your host, Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter, and I am with my new host, Quentin Mayo, not Mayo. There you go. At T... <laughs> oh my gosh. You were so T- close. I was so close. The It's like T... The real... No, T-O... Q-M underscore. There you go. Yeah, exactly. See, it's easy. It's the original Quentin Mayo, not Mayo. Mayo. You're in preseason form right now. I got to get you in regular (laughs) season form. Well, I know that there's a ton of um, Wizards basketball players that are not in preseason form. They're in fight mode, but we will Uh, get to that later. And it's funny because we were just talking about him last podcast and he does this, but you know, he'll remain nameless until this is time to be discussed. Oh, (laughs) we all know exactly who it is, but um, we're taking you back to yesterday's preseason game. Wizards played the New York Knicks and... Without uh, Porzingis and Noah, and we did not have Dwight Howard because he has a sore back from traveling. And um, for all you Ravens fans out there, RG three was present, so I don't yes. know how much I don't know how much that means. Maybe f- former um, he's a former Redskins, so maybe some of you Redskins fans are still feeling RG three. Um, I miss RG three, man. I miss him so much. I liked him. He's a great guy. Like, if if by chance he ever wants to come back and back up Alex Smith, 
by all means, buddy. You're welcome in DC anytime. You heard it first here, RG3. <laughs> you are welcome back. Um, something that uh, stuck with me from this game was Trey Burke's name, and only because um, he was with the Wizards for a while, and he wasn't the most productive, but then he went to New York and became somebody dropping, you know, 40-something points per game, one game, you know, no big deal. So <laughs> I was happy to see how he would play against us. So... Trey Burke I, is just like, <laughs> oh, he's such a, it's, Trey left and like found himself. Like with us, he was he just, did. oh, he didn't have any playmaking ability. He could shoot, but he was inconsistent. And then he went to New York and just, he's in a big city. He loves the crowd. He goes there and they're like, oh my gosh, the savior. <laughs> we love Trey Burke and he's down there balling out and he looks pretty good. I like the braids. Him and John Wall rocking the braids, but Trey kind of had him first. But still, I like Trey Burke. He was doing, he was really good last night. You know, Trey Burke kind of reminds me of um, like a bad boyfriend. Like you have, <laughs> no, no, no. You hear me out on this one. Okay. You have you have a bad boyfriend, and you try to make him better, but obviously you can't change him because you can't change people. So you guys break up, and then he moves on. And he becomes better, not for you, but for another team. Wow. So I feel <laughs> this is some deep intellectual, like, very deep analogy I'm giving you right here. So, so does I, that mean that he <laughs> only changed for New York because he actually liked New York more than Washington? No, I just think, <laughs> <laughs> I think Washington maybe made him better because John Wall was there to teach him some stuff and then. He was out on his own and was like, okay, I'm ready to show New York what I'm all about. So okay. Okay. New York's his his current girlfriend, I guess, and uh, he's happy. So I think maybe I should gauge this podcast by asking you, how did you feel about last night's game? Like, what were your, like, thoughts, your final thoughts? So my final thoughts, one... I love the aggressiveness of Otto Porter. Yes. Like, they they challenge him all offseason. Every time he touches the ball to shoot it, he's the best shooter they have on the team. And literally, every time the ball was kicked to Otto Porter, he shot it. He was aggressive. He drove. He pulled up from three, from mid-range, in-between range. It was beautiful to see him finally have that aggression behind his offensive skill set because he's a very skillful player. He's a long a uh, long guy. It's hard to defend his shot. He has high work on his jump shot. And he has a pretty physical build, too, along with that great three-point stroke. So it was good to see him aggressive. And other than other than Otto, my other two takeaways probably come from the players that had more extended, extended time on the court. I loved what I saw from Austin Rivers. Um, I couldn't stop tweeting about him last night. And I know I think he went, what, three for seven from the field. I don't think the stat sheet really does his his performance justice. He was excellent on the defensive end. He just looked like he had command of the offense when he was out there with Wall and Bill or even out there with the second unit and the younger guys. So Austin Rivers is kind of like my second standout. And my third, I'm going to have to go with 
I'm going to go with the Yan Mahimi three, just because yes. I know how much you love Yan Mahimi and his three point shooting ability. He tried, he stepped back for one. When he, when he did the step back and I thought he made it, I was almost fell out of my chair, but he hit one. I think all DC family was going crazy when they saw it, but it was, it was impressive to see him take that from practice and translate into a real, well, a real preseason game. Jan killed it. Um, I just think that if he can knock, you know, at least one or two down, like, per game, <laughs> we should be in good shape. He he yeah. impressed me. His energy impressed me. Austin Rivers certainly impressed me. I agree with you there. I don't think that the stat, the final stats reflect his performance. He, like, his energy was just, like, incredible. Um, in addition to Otto, I mean, the first quarter, he had eight points on three for four shooting. Mm -hmm. And um, that was on two three-pointers. So automatically, like, you know, automatically. Automatically. <laughs> he, automatic. He set the tone for his um, performance during the game. And I think that was pretty important. Um, yeah. And aside from that, like, what I was impressed with, of course, like, I'm a huge Jason Smith fan, so I'm always mm -hmm. going to, like, see the good in him. But, like, he, he was pretty tough. Like, there was some New York players that were not um, intimidated by his size. And when they wanted to drive into the paint, he was just like, nope, not doing that. And he he stopped some people a couple times, so I'll give him that. Yeah, Noah Vonley was trying to play out of his mind last night when he saw Jason Smith <laughs> For the on the preseason. Him. And I was like, bro, wh who, what are you doing, Noah? Like, we've never <laughs> seen this side of you before. I, I had to go to Twitter, and I don't usually tweet that much during the game unless it really sticks out to me. And Noah Vonley had a whole dribble package he had practiced just for Jason Smith. But Jason Smith drew the drew the charge on him on the first time Noah tried to attack him. And I think Noah tried to dunk on him a couple possessions later, and he got stuffed at the rim. So Smith definitely held his own down there. So he, he, he was pretty impressive. I, I couldn't believe what I saw from Jason when he got those blocks I was like is this really Jason I mean we know he listen we know he's athletic but to see him at his age and like just just the whole thing was just like really strange it was yeah. strange that you know he was the other team you know like the guy was playing out of his mind and like yeah. for no reason it's the first preseason game <laughs> like like take it back I mean they okay to summarize, we're going to talk about the second quarter after we take a break. But um, to summarize the second quarter, they all were playing. Uh, like, the, both sides were playing aggressive and just, like, they were all so angry. And it just, like, it was crazy to me. Yeah. And I just, I think that needs a whole podcast segment in itself. Like, yeah. that's just not something that we could cover in, like, two minutes. Like, so. Right. We will take a quick break, and when we come back, we will discuss more of Wizards preseason versus the New York Knicks, and thank you for listening. See you in a bit. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. 
And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm here with my co host, Quentin Mayo, and we are here to kind of summarize our thoughts from the preseason game, which occurred yesterday versus the New York Knicks. And let's just get straight to the point. I mean, I don't want to name names, but Keith Morris, <laughs> he's, he's got. He's got that, um, the like Twitter like to call it that mid-season energy. Mid-season energy in the preseason to a rookie, Marquise to a I, rookie. Like, uh, what are you doing? I mean, didn't we say that we were just gonna stop talking and relax and like just take a step back a bit to finalize? I mean, the second quarter technical foul count. We got two from. Keith from running his mouth to a rookie let's not forget a rookie mm-hmm. and he I mean he got ejected Bradley Beal got a tech I'm not entirely sure I don't exactly remember why but it was the <laughs> uh it was the fast break he had he believed he got fouled he went up with the left hand missed the layup and then he popped off on the referee for not getting the foul so he got he got that tech pretty quickly going into the uh, commercial break you know I gotta give Brad, like, a step, you know what, I, I gotta cut him some slack, because I'm mm-hmm. sure he probably spent, you know, three hours in the middle of the night with his newborn, you know, like, he, <laughs> he's got, he's got some, some he's running on new fumes. things, yes, yeah. he's running on fumes, and, you know, Brad is kind of, like, the calm, calming energy for me, like, I, I don't ever see him as, like, aggressive or angry, so for him to get like that during a preseason game, like, that's pretty, that's pretty different. And it was the it was the headbands like they all, I think yeah. Keith Wall and Bill came out with headbands last night and I think <laughs> it's some attitude in those headbands but Marquise obviously has not gotten the memo of let's just keep our mouths shut he didn't get it at media day he brought it to the first preseason game against the Knicks against the rookie so it's it's just something like after the game he said that you know he spoke with Coach Brooks and. He, he realized that it wasn't acceptable what he did. and But you just can't have that, especially him being a veteran. It's not like it's his third or fourth year in the league. He's been in the league for quite some He's time. He's established himself. He's an established player. So he can't have those outbursts, especially against a young guy. I, I see he wants to assert his dominance early on the younger kids, but it's a way to go about that. And he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have kept running his mouth. He should have known when to stop. Oh, Keith. I think hmm. he – Keith, you deserve to get your headband taken away. Yeah, your, he, ad, your attitude headband. Yeah, because he's got to get removed from the headband squad for that nope. one. He, Three game suspension from the headband squad. <laughs> mm. he, he's suspend. You're suspended, Keith. Like that's how that's how bad it is. You you can't have your um, headband for the rest of preseason because that's just <laughs> not that's just unacceptable. I mean, this is the first game. That's what really blows my mind is that they they all were like riled up over. Um, this game 
and I have no idea why. I mean, yeah, you know, it is like, I mean, it's a game. They're all going to play competitive, like, no matter what the case is, but it's just, to me, the fact that it's a preseason game, like, it's not that serious, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on behind but, players' minds. But on the flip side, I, if they didn't get the technical fouls, especially the two on Keith, I wouldn't have minded it. Like, I liked how they, they it's their first game in... Uh, I was about to say the Verizon Center. Wow. In Capital One Arena is their at first the game MCI back. At the MCI Center, you at mean? At the MCI <laughs> Center, they're back. But it's their first game back. Um, they got a lot of guys that they feel like this year is really a year for them to really make that push for at least the Eastern Conference uh, championship game or championship series. So I like I like the energy, but it has to be smart, especially from veterans. You have to know how far you can go. You've been – Keith has been playing with the same referees – his entire career. Right. So you know which referees will give you what. You know what you can get away with. And you know when to stop. And it and it's up also to the leaders of that team. Wall could have said something. Bill could have said something. As the leaders on that team, you have to say, look, if Keith can't control himself, just like when Draymond goes off on tangents, Steph will step in. Katie will step in. Clay will step in and say, look, you got to calm down. Don't want to get your second. We need you to win this game. So even though it's a preseason game, that leadership has to, you know, rear its head and say, look, Keith, we know your your energy is up high right now, but just calm down. We got a whole game to play. Well, at least we'll get at least four or five more minutes left before we all take a break for the rest of the evening. Just let's finish this out as our unit without, you know, uh, Dwight Howard. I'm completely with you there. I think the energy was there. It was mm-hmm. no question. I think if it was channeled in a better way, I think it would work out just fine. Definitely. So something that really bothered me is the third quarter of the game Uh because 11 straight points from the Knicks in one and a half minutes. Mm. I mean, Mm. the Wizards did not score in that quarter until I want to say, I don't even know. Maybe it was like halfway through the quarter. I can't even remember, but Mm -hmm. like, it was just like, I feel like what really cost the Wizards this game was just letting the Knicks, like, have that momentum during the third quarter. Even though they did catch up and we did go to overtime, obviously. Yeah. I I feel like they didn't have control over the game. And it doesn't really bother me because it's preseason. And I feel like the Wizards are kind of always like this during preseason. But uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, what, like, did anything specifically bother you about this game? Like, anybody in particular? Besides Keith, of course, because yeah. we've already discussed him. Two things that definitely bothered me, and like I said, even though it is preseason, the first thing was the lack of defense. Not just by the Knicks, but by the Wizards as well. Absolutely. Starting in the first quarter, even when you have your guys out there, you're without Dwight Howard, but the rest of the guys that are on the floor are, are guys that have been here for all have been here for four plus years. So you should know how to play team defense. So the defense was never there from the beginning. And that's the thing that the Wizards have always struggled with. And it's a really big pet peeve. I know of DC fans and it has to be of the players in Scott Brooks. So one thing, the defense really bothered me. But my second thing, I did not like how Kelly Oubre performed yesterday. I just didn't like his awareness. I felt like he, because he's had kind of like a lot of, expectations put on him is like you know he's the 
the baby face. Like he's he's bringing that swag. He had the incident with KL. Like people look at uh, Kelly Oubre to kind of step up and be more of an offensive scorer as well as have that swag and that defense uh, defensive ability on that end of the floor. But I just didn't feel his he was trying to force it too much on offense. I think he had one time where uh, he got the ball at the three point line. Austin Rivers was wide open. Um, to the right of him, Austin is clearly the better shooter from from range, and he settled for a contested shot. And he did that like three or four times. It was just like he's in tunnel vision when he gets the ball. So I just think that he needed to calm down. But actually, in the second half, he did calm down a bit, a, a lot more. Uh, the first half, he was a little antsy. Out of the halftime, he came back, and he made some better judgments and some better decisions with the ball. But I think he needs to just calm down. Get the tsunami down to maybe a tidal wave and get his bearings and then just go from there. But he he really was just all over the place. Oh, but I did love um uh I did love Jordan McCray. McCray, I like his game. I would love to see him get some some real minutes. I think he had what 14 points, five. I think he went five for five last night. Is that correct? He went five for five. Yeah, so Jordan McCray did his thing and he has the braids. You can't get mad at a guy that's getting buckets and has some nice braids. So Jordan McCray, <laughs> he did his thing. He he's gonna get some attention as these these next four games come up before the season starts. All of that was just like everything I've been thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. Although I like I said, like you had mentioned, you know, Ubre did. I think he performed better in the second half, but mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of times where he definitely could have um just like thought about where like you know just be more efficient with his offense right and I think there's just so much pressure on him defensive wise because he does have that long wingspan you know everybody's always like you know he's supposed to be our defender he's supposed to do this he's supposed to do that and I wish that he would follow follow through on that because you know we do need defense very badly the first quarter was probably the worst Absolutely. And um, on defense, but also offense because they went two for 13 on three-pointers. I'm glad that they were able to take that many three-pointers. However, you know, you've just got to knock those down. Like, you can't just not make those. That's way too many to not have under our belt and count towards, you know, scoring. I think that was the the issue with the Wizards last season as well. They were one of the top teams in three-pointers attempted but not three-pointers made so they got to just start knocking those shots down when they get them but I did like like you said I like the volume they want to become a better shooting team especially from distance and then when you have a lot of missed shots when you have a guy like Marshall Gortat who could get boards but is not athletic as a Dwight Howard you replace him with D12 down low that makes a lot of opportunities for second chance points kickouts and other opportunities to get that second and third shots from down um i said down bottom from from deep (laughs) so yeah yeah so from this game what can you think like what can you expect for friday because they're playing the heat friday and i don't know i always kind of worry about the heat because i mean None of these games count because it's preseason. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about the game. But for some reason, last season, we always not struggled. But we we split. I think we split games with them. I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure. It seems like that was like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the games that I 
I think I attended at Capital One Arena. They just got like blown out by <laughs> by the yeah. Heat. So what can you expect now that Dwayne Wade is back? <laughs> yeah, the Heat are they're a sneaky good team. Like since LeBron is departed, when you think of the Heat, you don't really think that they're as skilled as they really are. Goran Dragic, Josh Richardson, Dion Waiters, those guys are they're certified ballers. Now they're not superstars, but they're really fundamentally sound players that if you're undisciplined, especially on the defensive end, you're not gonna get much accomplished against that team. So they're sneaky and then they're coached by Eric Spolster, who's arguably one of the best coaches in the NBA right now and could go down the line as one of the best coaches of all time. So they're always gonna be a disciplined team and it's and it's it's going to take a lot of um, focus to compete with a team of that caliber in terms of fundamentals. So this this uh, upcoming game, I think, Keith is going to have his head with him. I believe that, you know, obviously Wall and Bill and Otto will get more minutes together, and especially because they didn't get to spend as much time on the floor with Keith because he was ejected. So I believe they'll try to get – more of those guys, that big four, quote-unquote, incorporated in some more um, extensive periods of time. And I also think um, he's Scott Burr's going to try some different lineups. I think Jordan McCray is going to have to get some more looks earlier in the game, as well as Thomas Bryant. Even though Thomas Bryant only had two points, his, his just his attitude. He's always had an attitude, so I would like to see him inserted a little bit more in the game. But I just expect these players to be a little more calm. They're not going to be as on edge as they were on the first one. And uh, I think they'll win. I did. I actually did not think they'd beat the Knicks. And that might be a very unpopular opinion. But I just didn't think they I knew were going to beat wouldn't. the Knicks. Yeah, I just didn't I, think I they knew, were going to do it. It was one of those things. You know, yeah. like, when you're a Wizards fan, you kind of have like that sense. You have a feel and, for it. And my sense was like off, like completely. I was like, you know what? They're gonna try but I don't think anything is gonna come from this game but I was impressed with some players that I didn't expect and hopefully you know this game will give us a better insight of you know what Scott Brooks intends to do with the other play because you know they can't keep all of them yeah I I was gonna ask you where Jody Meeks was (laughs) but then Uh, I remembered that he's he's suspended (laughs) He's suspended. Do you do you think that they'll keep him on the main roster then, or they will just? That might be a dumb question, but I'm not. You know, I'm not entirely there tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. I think it's a tough call. Um, Jody is such a streaky player, and he's when he's not suspended, he struggles with injuries. So I think it's a perfect opportunity to. If you do, let's say you do allow him to spend some time with the go-go and allow him to mentor the younger guys because he's been in the league for a very long time. And then you could use the other slot to have some young guys that have been oppressive to get some more time that Jody would usually take. But in any event, that might be a little far-fetched because Brooks tends to – he tends to turn some more experience, if anything, than just letting a, a young guy get his shot. So I think Jody will probably sneak into, you know, the main roster. But it would it would make sense for him to be kind of a, a liaison for those players that are just coming in the league or just trying to learn how things go to get with Jody and, and just have like a mentor in terms of that transition. 
I'm with you there. I I was hoping that maybe one of the young guys would come in because Jody is not going to be used game-wise. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. Scott Brooks is not the type that, to take risk like that and kind mm-hmm. of put a young guy out on the floor, especially a lot of those guys are just so young and they haven't had a lot of NBA game experience. Right. To, um, but I want to see Troy Brown play more. Like, I, yeah. I truly, I don't know, there's something about, like, his his style of play. Like, he just, he knows where to pass it, when to pass it, the ball. He knows, like, when is going to be a good opportunity for him to shoot. He's fast. Like, he literally is everything. And he's so yeah. young. And I just think that, like, playing with John Wall is really going to help his game a lot. And I'm hoping to see him this season. I don't know how much he's actually going to play, but... I feel like yesterday when he came out on the court, I was, like, super happy yeah. to see him. It's always great to see your pick out there. Yeah. Because, you know, the Wizards have, haven't really had picks recently, but it's good to see Troy Brown out there. Um, he just looked comfortable. He looked a little antsy in the sense of where I think he had one opportunity where he could have gotten a steal that would have led to a fast break dunk in the clutch but he was just a step behind. So his instincts are there. He's a very smart player, and he's very long. He's a playmaking guard in terms of someone that can score but also can run the one if he needs to run the one and can ball handle when he's at the two or the three. So I really like what he had to offer, and he's a good defender. He's a better defender than Kelly Oubre, and it's kind of like people want Kelly Oubre to be that defender, but that's – what Troy Brown is kind of, he's more fundamentally sound in terms of the, the defense that people want out of KO. So it's going to be interesting. Troy Brown's a very good a good player, very high IQ. He's going to have to work on that shot as well, but I would love to see him get some more time. Before we end the podcast, your predictions for technical foul counts on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go one technical foul. One, and just one. I'm going to give the John. Typically, oh, when John. you typically when you bring up technical <laughs> fouls, John is one of the ones that that has a tech. He didn't get a tech last game. He so, was good. He was good. Yeah, he was a good. He was a good boy. So he's gonna be playing against some the Miami Heat. He was in Miami all summer long. So I think he'll get one just cause. Just cause it's John. Just just you know for the sake of getting one. For the sake. Um, it only scares me because Dwight Howard hasn't even started playing yet, and we're getting oh. all these texts and. Keith, you better behave yourself or you're not getting your headband. That's all I got to say. If you um, want your headband, you need to be on your best behavior. You need to man. behave or else you're going in timeout and you're getting your <laughs> headband taken away. Um, we Twitter, we want to hear your thoughts on this game. We want to hear your thoughts on next game coming up Friday. And make sure you follow my new co-host on Twitter. It's at... Oh, God, here we go. Here we T-O-Q-M go. underscore. Easy. easy that was like so easy. See, yep. once I get used to it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And as always, you can follow me. Well, if you're not following me by now, I'm going to be really confused. But if you're not, in any case, you can follow me at Becca MVP on Twitter. Becca just hit 5,000 followers on Twitter. And she's getting mentions from Tough Juice. Shout out Tough Juice, Karan Butler. 
Becca's a hey, she's really an MVP. She's a star. So y'all better follow her. On the road to ten thousand. We need ten thousand followers for Becca MVP by the end. No, by the all-star break. By I'm the all-star the break. 10, oh my god. By the all-star break. Karan, go give her a shout out to something. Come Karan, on. if you're it. listening, Karan told me that his favorite song right now was um what elevate is that elevate. what it's called elevate by drake by drake i have not listened to that song i don't know why i oh i, I listen to some drake like um what what's his song i, I really like his song can't take a joke from um, a his joke. new one yeah of course i like non-stop i've listened to of course nice for what Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to a lot of his songs, but in my feelings, you like the in my feelings. Have you done the challenge? <sighs> I've not done the challenge. <laughs> I don't know if I'm actually going to. Um, if y'all I- want to see Becca MVP do the in my feelings challenge, make sure you at her at Locked On Wizards podcast at me and Becca and say, look, the podcast is great. The cherry on top. We need a Becca MVP in my feelings challenge. It's never too late. Never too late. <laughs> I um I won't be able to do it as good as John Wall, but I can try. <laughs> and you know what? If I record myself and I make a total fool out of myself, I will definitely be not posting it. Maybe I'll send it to somebody's DM, whoever specifically wanted it. But it, it's a risky business. If I get my hands on it, ladies and gentlemen, I got you guys. I got y'all. You're going to expose me on Twitter. Gotcha. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that'll be like the first time I've ever been exposed. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to it. But um, anyways, um, thank you all for listening. Send us your thoughts. You've been listening to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.